Hey, it's Jay, and it's time for another One Shot. These are short-form monologue episodes that complement the other higher production, or I should say more complex production, uh, narrative-style shows. Between those stories, I collect a lot of observations, stories, I remember stuff from earlier in my life, and those are the things that, in between these meteor narratives that we're creating, could still serve the journey that you and I are on to understand the creative process and create more resonant work, um, but don't really have a place in those narratives that we tell. So in between, I do these one-shot episodes. And it's been a bit of an experiment, but so far I've heard on Twitter, via DM, and via email, people responding to my newsletter that you like these. So I'm going to keep going. You can always send me feedback on Twitter at jayacunzo or via email j at unthinkablemedia.com. Today's one-shot is called How I Push Through My Own BS. Professionally, I most identify as a writer, but it took me years to simply look at somebody in the eye and say to them, I'm a writer. Over the course of my career, I've called myself a digital media strategist. That was at Google. Head of content. That was at two different startups. And also vice president of content and community, which was at my last in-house job for the VC firm NextView, which I absolutely loved. But writer? No way. I guess I just didn't think that writer was important sounding or businessy enough. Plus, it felt like I would put myself on the hook way too much. Calling myself that word would mean that I was signaling to you, this is the thing I do. And oh, by the way, I'm good enough at it that I want you to know immediately that I do it. But I mean, to call myself a writer, that inner narrator had a field day with that idea. Oh, so you're saying that your main driver, your number one skill, the thing you feel you can basically brag about doing, yeah, writing, that's the thing, you're a writer. Do you know how many other people were and are writers? Are you putting yourself in the same community as them? All right, okay, easy Hemingway. Calm down, Marky T. Slow your roll, Anthony B. By the way, Marky T is what Mark Twain would be called if he was a rapper and or a social media influencer who constantly talks about personal brand. Did you get that when I first said Marky T? No, not not even a little bit. Right. About the whole I'm a writer thing. Back then, I could deal with most of my internal narrator's pushback on the term. Even without fame or a book deal or a dozen years of being paid to write, I could still find a way to admit to myself that I was a writer. But then my internal narrator would add one little addition to his criticisms and I'd be doomed. You're a writer, Jay? Really? Working on a marketing team? In one of my past jobs, head of content, although I won't say at which company, I led a team of writers. The thing is, they weren't called writers. Oh, sure. When pressed they'd admit that they aspired to be writers. Listen to them talk or scan their social feeds, and it was clear they admired writers. But they'd never admit to themselves, or most especially, to others, I'm a writer. I showed up to this job, witnessed all of that, and then immediately started talking about their writing. And a funny thing happened. They said to me, you're the first boss we've had that actually commented on our writing, not just how the post performed. I'm sorry, what? Okay, actually, I I need to rewind and redo the lead up to that comment. So let's just do this again. I showed up to this job, witnessed all of that, 
and then immediately started talking about their writing. And a terrible thing happened. They said to me, you're the first boss we've had that actually commented on our writing, not just how the post performed. I'm sorry, what? I was no expert, but I was fairly certain that motivated, ever-improving writers will write more and better things. I was no CMO, but I started to think that more and better things just might get more and better results. In other words, it was time to reward the craft. Do we need to spend tons more money and time on each and every piece? No, of course not. We can't. Do we need to go in a hole for six months to produce the next great novel? No, of course not. But can we focus more fully on the process and product of our writing or any creative craft? He asks on a podcast about creativity. Yes, yes, of course. We can focus more fully on the process and product of our creativity, not just the final results. We all want to elevate our creativity, even given the constraints around us. The thing is, how we see the world, and therefore ourselves, has far more impact on elevating what we create than most of us realize. If we never learn to train our gaze on the substance, the style, the pieces, and the processes, and if we solely discuss and think about and applaud the results, then we'll likely struggle to see better results. Every writer in marketing is used to hearing, great work, that thing drove a ton of results. But sooner or later, a writer needs to hear, great work, the way you opened that article had me gripped. When I showed up to that old job leading a team of content creators, I really excitedly talked to them about the thing we all shared. We all wanted to create refreshing, moving, interesting, original things. And they seemed really grateful when I talked about it. But all I was doing was pointing out what I saw. I saw writers. And I wanted them to see themselves as writers too. The way we see the world affects the way we communicate, which affects the way we create, which affects the way we resonate, which affects the results we see. All across the business world, I see too many people who have forgotten that the results are a byproduct of the work itself. Of course, we think about reach and revenue, but those things sit on top of, or maybe they're even byproducts, of resonance. So to improve the numbers, improve the work. Better processes yield better things, which yield better results. Just make sure you know which comes first. I believe that we can elevate our storytelling and our creativity without adding tons of time or budget. It all starts with where we focus and what we see, especially when we look in the mirror. Thank you so much for listening to this one-shot episode. If you're new to the show, poke around the feed and find some of the other one-shots. They're all numbered and labeled accordingly. Or you can check out some of the meatier, more complex productions that we create, these narrative episodes where it's not solely my perspective. We're looking for the stories and the ideas of others to help us on one consistent journey that we're on, how to create more resonant work. Our current thesis is to get to the next rep of the creative process, that next little motion forward, consistently and better. If we figure out how to get to the next rep or what great creators do to do that, the rest takes care of itself. 
We can build a body of work that we're proud of. We can make things that matter and make a difference. So I hope you don't stop at the one shots, but enjoy some of our narrative episodes. Thank you so much for your support. And if you'd like to get more stories, more ideas, not always found in the podcast, subscribe to my free newsletter. It's at jayakunzo.com slash newsletter, or you can check your show notes for a link. Finally, if you like this show, it's a labor of love. It's not an easy show to make, not an easy show to grow. Share it with a friend. You could give us a rating and review on Apple. That's great. But even more so, send this episode or another one you like directly to one or two or three people to say, hey, I think you'd love this. It's for you. Next time, another narrative episode all about creating more resonant work. Until then, keep making what matters. Bye-bye.